0: You may play our intro music.
1: Yeah, play the intro music that we don't have. Find or, or do we have something cool? Did you find something cool? You had one job, Austin. One, one job.
2: job.
0: One job. Well, it's not on the deal, so it's not going to be good.
1: It might be good. You don't know. I'll tell you what it sounds like. Okay.
2: In a galaxy far, far away.
1: You got to wait till
0: the
3: ad plays.
2: a good one uh, i'm down with I'm this i'm super down for that You're all right Austin, call, you,
1: you didn't suck at your one job
2: you didn't suck at. Your i one usually job. don't
1: uh, all right guys welcome back to the jtech precision rifle podcast i'm clay Blacker here with justin watts tate streeter austin orgain and uh this weekend we've got adam robinson with us adam how are you doing very well thanks thanks for having me um uh,
3: adam robinson he's been shooting for precision rifle for how long now um i started basically 2018 and started with the club series you know shooting the one-day matches and um was having a good time and we're at uh ccc and um around houston it's uh navasota texas precision matches and um you know i was just having fun at club matches and someone's like you need to shoot a two day and i was like i'm not ready for a two day and they're like you just got to do it and uh so kind of at the end of 2018 i shot my first two day and I got stomped. Bad. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Typically um, what all of yeah. us have done. That was Revelie Peak and um you know, it was a it was a rough experience and then two years later it was a completely different experience. So
1: how do you what made you show up to your first match?
3: Um, I was shooting hundred yard groups and uh, at a range and some guy walked up and he said, Hey, you know, they shoot competition with those precision rifles at this range that was about an hour north of me and I didn't know anything about it, I just went up there one day and actually I was at the range I had joined because it was a neat range and David Weiss was out there and he was practicing off barricades and uh, I was like, man that looks like a lot of fun because I was just on my belly shooting and I started asking him questions and David sat there for about a half an hour and talked to me about shooting matches and it just sounded so fun and so I signed up for the next one and I was terrified, I mean I, I showed up and was absolutely terrified but um, brought my gear and uh, and shot the match, and it was the most exciting you know thing I had done in a long time, and I was just hooked right away. I had to do it. Um, so I mean, of all people, for you
1: to run into your you know time at the the range is David Weiss. I'm assuming you probably use his bags now.
3: Oh yeah, David. Uh, he's he's, great. he's a sweet boy. He's a good <laughs> dude. Yeah, and uh, I talk to David a lot now, and um, you know, uh, I wasn't running his bag I was running the a different bag until I took a private day with uh, Justin and Justin told me that I wasn't doing it right if I didn't use the (laughs) the puppy they call it now and you know it's like this guy's crazy you know but um, I tried it and it's clearly the right answer he wasn't wrong
1: (laughs) so started shooting in 2018 Um, did you start hitting it hard right away or
3: do you just kinda you know creep your way into it one at a time or yeah, well, so what I did at first is I chased gear, right? And I immediately decided to chase gear. And what I noticed is my first, my first two matches, I shot really well. And then I went and got all new gear because I was like, "Oh man, people are beating me with all this better gear."
2: Old trusty, yeah, Get new gear,
3: yeah. And um, my scores immediately went down, and I was struggling, and I could, I wasn't getting better. I was just sitting there shooting, you know, seventy-five percent of club matches over and over again, and was, um, you know, chasing gear. And then finally. I met Aaron Roberts and you know he's like you know your stuff isn't shooting good and I just handed it to him and I said whatever you would do with this gun do it carte blanche and he built me a six five forty seven, and it had a tunnel barrel life and my scores immediately went up with a consistent cartridge
1: yeah. I think all of us shot that at one time or another I, I'm, I
0: think I'm the only one that didn't I never shot a 6547 forty oh, seven. never you owned a six. one six yeah I was a six
2: you were a I, goober back I then. I actually. <laughs> you were one of those goobers shooting a six millimeter back then.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I haven't ever actually owned a 6.5 besides hunting rifles. Huh. Competition.
3: I never had one. Tell you owned one, didn't you?
1: Mm
3: hmm. Yep. So, 6.547, how long do you have that for? I shot the barrel out. I mean, you know, it was funny because my first match at Revley, I don't know, I finished terrible. It was really bad. And then four weeks later, as soon as I left Revley on my way home, I was like, I need a new gun. This thing is just not doing what I need to do. And, Uh, He rebalanced it that week for me and he's like, You need to shoot um, the Jurassic Classic, which was like three weeks later. And I was like, I'm not ready. He's like, Just you have to. And then I finished 18th and you know, shot a really high percentage right away. And it was then I was really excited because you know, I I now wasn't struggling like I was before. And you know, just having it just having a little bit better gun with a good consistent cartridge made a ton of difference for me.
1: So, did you already know how to reload? and this
3: is just you know another caliber that you're you know, doing, it, or did Aaron help you, or how that... He just told me, he's like, look, 36 and a half grains of Varget with a 140 hybrid. Just put it in the case, and I shot it right away, and it just was making little bitty holes. I was like, it'll probably be fine. You <laughs> could do <it>.
2: 36 <laughs> and a half grains of Varget. Well, you could load a 9 millimeter with 36 grains <laughs> <and laughs> of Varget, and it would shoot. <laughs> like the money number.
1: I never used Varget in a 6.547 until literally like... Three weeks ago, I loaded some for a guy. Everything I'd ever done was 43.50. Yeah, I
0: always loaded my 647
2: 43.50. I always did Varga. Everything. and It was 36.5 grains. That was a load.
1: I mean, Varga's the only powder I use now, but you know, when I was shooting a 6.547, I just didn't.
2: Are you? Never mind.
1: It's too late. You got to.
2: <laughs> it's too late. You just went with it. Okay.
1: But. <coughs> Let her slip. So, um, 6.547, um. For a, for a barrel, did you mm-hmm. do it again, or did you switch to something else?
3: No, I was like, I need this 6 millimeter. Everybody's shooting 6 millimeters, So I got a Creed, and um, it didn't help. Um, then I tried an XC. It didn't help, and then I had a big gain when I went to a Dasher. When I switched to a Dasher with a 105 hybrid, um, big a big jump in score. Yeah. I could tell right away. It was just consistent. It's like yeah. every time I zeroed, it hit the same spot every time i shot across the chronograph it's the same speed the dope was holding it just the consistency was was really important it's It's the six five forty seven
0: of the six millimeter (laughs) world
3: i mean
1: it it really is i mean it's been an easy button for virtually everyone that's ever shot it No. except me
0: (laughs) yeah but you're a goob so
1: um it was kind of a disaster for me but
3: um so you've been on the dasher train since then never switched anything else so i i usually commit um you know, like last year, I ordered 8,000 hybrids and four barrels before I'd ever shot it. And I spun up four barrels, and I said, I'm shooting the whole year with the Dasher. I don't care win, lose, or draw. I'm shooting the whole year. And um, I shot it last year and and uh, had some pretty good success towards the end of the year. And um, I I have one now, but tried to, I'm trying to BR right now. And I actually got my gun, like, less than two weeks before the match last weekend, and I switched stocks actions you know switch to a br switch to bullet when i'm at the a tip i switched everything and that but i also ordered seven thousand a tips because i'm committing for the entire year i'm not going to switch i don't care what happens i'm you know unless something disastrous happens i'm shooting the whole year with a tips and and uh we're going to commit and learn that cartridge and, and see how it does so
1: i think most people would be better off doing something like that i mean you get so many guys that switch you know every two months new chassis new this new that you know and you can't really go anywhere if you're making changes all the time yeah yeah you gotta
0: you gotta find something you're comfortable with and stick with it um one thing we talked about is just just trusting your gear you got to get gear you can trust and something that's comfortable and and i think you guys gotta stick with it don't jump
1: around so much so um last year it, it seemed like you were chasing the series pretty hard especially towards the end of the year um
3: you came to our class at what, what class was it you came to? I don't even remember. So, I, I did a, I um, called up Justin and we did a private one day at Falbor because I think there was a club match on Saturday. So, yeah, you, did, you came up on Friday. Yeah, I came up on Friday uh, and we did a, a, a private just. I Justin.
1: showed up during that, didn't I? Mm-hmm.
2: I think so. Yeah. It's him and Aaron, Robert. Yeah.
3: And, um, and I sat down and we sat in your classroom and the stuff you were talking about, I was like, this guy's crazy. He's like, you know, I was like, I have it all figured out. This guy's crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, You didn't look impressed. I just did. I was like free recoil and sandbags. I was like, this stuff's not dialing wind. Dialing wind. You know, this is crazy. Like I'm packed. I'm leaving. But I did promise to commit to it, right? And um, and uh, I did commit to it. And it's funny how I don't remember if we did JTAC before. It was JTAC was before that. But I, I came back and did a JTAC class. Was it uh, July or August last? So you
2: did that remember. class with me, and then like the next weekend, you sent me a picture of you holding the trophy at. Uh, oh Best yeah, in Texas. that's
3: right. I, I won a trophy the next weekend. I think, yeah, second you
2: know. place at Best in Texas.
3: Yeah, I won a trophy the next week, and then uh, so I was like, all right, well this guy might not be crazy. Let's try it again. So I came and did the full two day at J-Tac, and again I committed. I said, you know what, some of the stuff I might not believe or might not, but I'm going to shoot it. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waver. And then the next thing you know, the next two day match was at uh foul and mm-hmm. i trophied there you know yeah. and uh that was a tough match too. that was, that was, super was a super tough match. match there was a lot of
2: there was a stack
4: oh
1: that, there. that that was stacked i think there was like 12 or 13 top 20 shooters
3: at that match yeah, yeah. i dropped 12 on day one and i dropped four on day two
2: well there was three golden bullet four golden bullets there yeah there were there were four golden bullets at that match no yeah. yeah
3: and you took fourth. Say that's pretty
1: salty. Say that's getting it done. Salty.
2: Yeah.
3: And then uh, Justin Justin said this, and it's weird where you see wisdom. And, you know, sometimes it's real simple, but he says, if it works, keep doing it. And I remember he <laughs> said that. If he goes, if it works, keep doing it. I was like, it worked, I'll keep doing it. And since then I've just kept doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, it I sweet. mean, it, it,
0: there's, there's a fine line there. Never be afraid to change if something's better. But if something's working for you, you're not struggling with it.
2: Yeah, we see a lot. So in the class, like we'll, we'll teach a technique or something, and, and guys are like, well, you know, like – what what I was doing, I wasn't having a problem with it. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. If you're if you if you're on a barricade, for instance, and 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 whatever technique you're using, you have zero wobble and your senior shots. Keep doing that. Keep doing I'm, it. Not, I'm not saying that you know, you can you don't have to switch to you know what I'm showing you do if, if that's working for you. Yeah. But then you know when they do finally see something, you know they don't believe it, and then you actually show it to them, and then they see it. I've seen that kind of light bulb moment a few times today, and they 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 see it. And then they're like, I don't know if I'm believing what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm just going to nod my head yes and go think about it for a minute.
1: I'm not going to name names, but I saw a couple people that, like, they, I, something came out of my mouth, and they, they just look at me like, this guy's an idiot. Like, he mm-hmm. has no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, just just trust me. Just try it. And then they do it the first time. They can just kind of, like, side-eye you. Like, wait a minute. It does work. And they, then they try it the second time, and then the light bulb just goes off. Yep. Ding but i mean the mindset that you said you came into it that you were you know open willing to you know hear whatever we had to say i mean i think that's the mindset that we're yep. all after i mean you have to you, have we, it <clears throat> we've had people come through and there're probably people at this class even um that they're set in their ways and they're not as open to learn as as they need to be
0: yeah i feel like i feel like sometimes you get guys come in and they're just going to do what we tell them just to humorous they don't They're not committed, like you said. They're not committed to changing their ways and trying it and actually giving it a shot to try it. And then they, they, you know, they try it and they see that it works, but then they revert back to
2: what they were doing. I mean, we've actually had people say that even this class. They're like, man, you know, we're gonna try it because you know we're gonna try it your way, but I like my way better. It was pretty
4: cool. Rusty Ulmer said today that he was committed to to dialing and. You know, free recall and which we've talked about it on. We had a super previous, huge he, 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 man. I think he had a light bulb. He had a
2: super huge breakthrough on the PRS barricade because he's like, okay, like I'm not understanding what you guys are doing, and, and I'm not seeing anything. And so all we had to do is we. I'm not going to give give it, give it yeah. away, but you know, we 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 changed his techniques how he was how he was approaching it, and then he's seen it, and he's like, oh, I only jumped like uh, you know two mils. I seen it, I actually seen it, and then. He goes, okay, you know, we're talking about, like, what if that barricade is not as solid? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. And I reached up there with just one finger and, and shot. And Austin on glass, I was like, I hit center. And he's like, yeah. I was like, I've seen it. It's like it jumped about a mil high and about two mils right. But, um, and then he didn't believe me. So I'm like, I want you to do it. So then he got on it and he did it. And he's like, okay, yeah, all right. Hey, you got me he's seen it
4: and he said he said I thought all this time it was like free recall he said y'all are just dealing with the recall differently which is what we've over in the last you know podcast
0: yeah it's kind of a misconception just like we said last time it's 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 not free it's just a different way to do it different way to
1: manage it like 99 cents recoil <laughs> yeah. 99 cents. it's on sale yeah. Uh, yeah. so <clears throat> what was your you know say average placement um, last year you know, prior to that first class with Justin?
3: Um, I was kind of in the, I don't know the percentage, but I was in the 20s. I would say somewhere in the, you know, 20 to 25 finish at like a normal two day. I shot a bunch of AG cup matches cause I also committed to shooting the AG cup, whether I was going to get my butt kicked or not. So um, I was like, you know, those are tough. There's a really stacked matches. There's a lot of good shooters. And, and mentally I was like, I'm way outclassed here, but I'm going to shoot them. And, and, you know, you don't get better by being conservative, you gotta you gotta try some stuff. So um, I shot a few AG Cup matches and was kind of finishing lower 20s. And then, you know, took the JTAC class. And um, the great thing about the first foul match for me, my first trophy was I came into day two in like 12th and I was okay with that. That was comfortable. And then I finished, you know, with a trophy and I was like, well, that was really cool. Which was a complete different experience in my next match um, because we went to Reveille, and again, that was my first ever two-day match. And I go to Reveille, and Clay Blackheader's there, Austin Orgain's there. Matt, oh, no, you weren't there. Sorry. I went. Uh, Berso Berso was. Brousseau was there. And um, I was like, oh, and I shot with Dan Jarecki. And Dan Jarecki had won it and finished second or something. I, he shot really good there. And, um, you know, I had a I had a really good day. I knew I had a good day shooting, and I felt good. And I was going through my notebook, and Dan's like, how'd you do? I was like, well, we shot 12 stages. And I dropped four he looked at me and I was like oh I guess that's pretty good and I knew it was a good day but when Dan kind of snapped up I was like oh I guess I had a really good day and then I I got home the scores came out and I had a five-point lead on everyone and then I was terrified because <laughs> <laughs> I think that has faltered more people yeah. is
0: uh yeah I've seen way more people that have if been, you're crushing first, you don't even look at the score oh, first man. on day one you know they're, they're I'm not gonna say rookie shooters but newer shooters they're, they're They have a really good day, a stellar day, and they're first on day one, and then you just don't even see them day two. The pressure gets to them.
1: So rare that someone's first match win, they were sitting in the lead after day one. Yeah. It's so rare. You you see see your name up there. Most people just start getting the shivers.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't – I slept. I mean, you know, and it was one of those things, I think, where you're going, well, is this the – only time I'm ever going to have a chance to win a two day match you just are un- I was uncomfortable with the position I was in and I I knew that was to be expected but I tell you what I didn't sleep well and I tell you what, I got that first stage and it was the hardest stage in the match that was that hit to move big to small where you had to shoot like the ipsic and then the little circles oh, that was That's a gross stage. 6 inch circles at 800 yards that was my my opening stage I was like oh great this is awesome and then um and I held on to tie um, I, I held on to tie with uh, Chris, my, my, actually my training buddy, Chris, and uh, he beat me on the PRS Barricade, but got the 100 points. But, um, you know, I was super uncomfortable sitting in first, my first time. Now, um, there's been a couple times, the, the next two matches after that, like at MPA, I was in second. Uh, after day one and then uh, last weekend I was in second after day one and it never bothered me I was completely comfortable with it. I was like, yeah, this isn't this is okay now But it wasn't me sitting there going is this the only time I'll ever have a chance to win a match No, It's kind of like yeah, this is cool. This is fun, right? It didn't bother me anymore So yeah,
0: now, now you're at the point where if you keep putting yourself in that situation, you're gonna win another one It's so hard to win matches anymore Especially whenever you're going to matches where a ton of good guys are shooting But you keep putting yourself in that position to where you have a chance mm-hmm every now and then you're going to get you know you're, you're going to have a really good day and you know sometimes when you have three or four good shooters there and they're all having a good day sometimes it comes down to a little bit of luck but if you're putting yourself in that situation more times you've got way more odds to win more matches
1: i think your mindset's going to do a lot for you as well you oh, okay. said earlier that you were jumping into the AG Cup series because you wanted to shoot against people you thought were better than you that's the exact opposite of what most people do most people want to get points instead of getting better mm-hmm. and you're you know wanting to get better instead of chasing the points and that's going to be the difference maker
3: yeah it was interesting you know i was talking um i can't remember who i was talking to about it but when we went back and shot this you know i remember some of my earlier two days i was totally nervous about him and then after shooting the ag cup on tv day three where you got a film crew out on you then you go shoot a normal two day and it felt like a club match it's like whatever let's go have some fun guys you know and it was just being able to experience the the most pressure and then going back to normal felt relaxed
4: how many times do you call your wife and ask for advice
3: um i talked to her a lot not um i did talk to her after Revely because i was like oh my gosh what do i do now i would never <laughs> been here before um but you know, my wife is a, uh, was a super high level competitive shooter. She lived at the Olympic Training Center. She shot World Cup when she was 16. So, you know, in the small bore, you know, if you ever watch small bore or off, you know, um, air rifle, which is 40 shots offhand over 80 minutes. I mean, can you imagine the mental grit of standing there for 80 minutes shooting 40 targets? 40 how shots?
4: many? How many rounds were you telling me one time you could hold all those?
3: Yeah, shots? she she uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, and I didn't really know this because like I knew she was world-class shooter, but I didn't really ever check it out. And she had a whole box of stuff packed away and, and she, um, she go she handed me a stack of cards and she's like, this is my first ever 400. And I didn't know what that meant, but that means 40 individual targets in the, I don't know, the center dots, like a millimeter, right? And they're shooting. It's like a millimeter and they're shooting offhand. And she shot a 400, which means she cut that one millimeter dot 40 straight times in a row. Offhand. And I and I stacked them up and I could see through it. Really? Um, wow. I can I stacked oh, that's hard. I no, could do that prone. No, not <laughs> happening. I mean it's incredible what you know someone can train with time. It's just can you I just can't even imagine being able to put forty bullets on a one millimeter dot offhand. I mean yeah. what, well, I what? bet I can hit an IpsyC at hundred yards <laughs> offhand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Half the time. Half the, Half the time.
3: time. Mm-hmm. That's probably still generous. Yeah, but as far as the mindset stuff goes, it's like it's just general questions like, okay, I just shot a match. What would you do recovery-wise? You know, to get your mind back into it, to not get burnout. It's it's questions about just competing. You know, she doesn't know how she doesn't know how to run a rifle scope. You know, but I can ask her about recovery, diet, stress. You know, all these things that are the mental side of this game. Which um, that now that's the real helpful stuff. I'm not really worried about how to shoot a barricade, but.
1: I'd imagine that most people's biggest struggle is the mental side. I mean, from take, teaching classes, it's it's pretty clear that that's the the big disconnect for most people because you know, we can get you on a barricade and get you to eliminate your wobble and whatnot, and you know teach you to read wind this and that. But sometimes the mental part is just the biggest struggle. I mean, we we we've seen people that and we talked about them in class today, like just a couple guys that have come of our class that are just phenomenal shooters, but when time starts, the nerves, yeah. you know, it's too much. Yeah, you know,
0: anybody can learn how to run a rifle and run a scope and get your dope and everything. It's it's the people who can stay mentally strong over two days that place the top.
2: We'll see it at, when we go to a match, and after day one, like, you know, so-and-so, like, a certain person or three or four people will be up there in the top. Like, maybe you're in first place, and you're like, yeah, I'm not worried about that guy. He's going to tank. Yeah. Okay, and then, you know. <laughs> he used to be one of those guys. Huh? You
1: used, used to, to be, be one, one of those guys. One. No, I'm never that <laughs> You were the winless wonder. Whatever.
2: Uh, the, my first win, the night before – I, was, I had a, a seven-point lead on day one, <laughs> and then they were like, oh, the RO on this stage like gave squads one and two a different stage brief than he gave the other squads. Like certain squads had to hold over, or the first two squads had to, were mm-hmm. able to dial and the rest had, had to hold over. And so they decided they were going to throw that out, and I'm like, you just cost me a five-point lead. Or, you know, It was seven, and they threw that out, and I only had a two-point lead. And so at first, I was like, man, I'm not even worried. But well, then they threw the stage out, and they only had a two-point lead. So I was like, oh. that's. And then we were out, at eat and, or out eating, and uh, Tate said, uh, he's like, man, uh not trying to be rude, but uh, he's like, man, I, I feel like you're going to have a, a win here coming soon, but it ain't going to be
1: tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, all right. It made him mad, too. It did. I was like, all right. That's what to did sh- it. About to show him. Probably is what did it. You ruined us. Um, <clears throat> so your, your first JTAC class gets done, you start, you know, hurting feelings out there. Um, and you'd mentioned the AG cup. So was, I know we talked about this a little bit, how much mon- you started shooting in 2018. Mm-hmm. Was this the first year you, you know, really chased PRS and yeah. then just jumped in AG at the same time? Or yeah, I,
3: I shot, um, I think I shot those two right away. In 2018 two-day matches just to learn and then I shot one last year at Reveille and I shot a couple NRL matches but they were like they were fun like it was rifles only which is craziness and then I shot silent night it was just neat stuff like right. it was experience type of shooting and then this year I decided or well 2020 I decided to like go chase points and um, and get serious about it instead of just having fun and uh and, and committed to the AG cup right away so
1: so your first year chasing it, getting to the AG Cup and day three, you how know, how's that feel from from your perspective to, to be competing against these guys that have been doing it for
3: years and years? So it, there's there's a weird thing that happened to me, and it happened to me day three at the AG Cup, and it also happened in the finale because in the finale I was in squad two, right? So you have to be in the top 20 to get in squad two. I was like 19th in the series. And um, – Both day three of the AG Cup and uh, in the finale, I got like starstruck. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, that's Tate Streeter and that's Dave Preston, and there's Dan Jarecki. I was like, this is so cool. And I and I totally kind of lost focus on shooting because I was like too excited of all these people I was shooting with, and I wasn't paying attention to my scores. So yeah. day one and Tate, day two at the AG Cup, I, I really focused. And day three, it was just so neat shooting with uh Austin and Tate and Preston. It was it like probably was cool shoot seeing on day camera three. cruise. And yeah, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's oh. what
0: I think, you know, like last year at the AG Cup, they filmed the whole thing both days. It was two-day last year and i think almost everyone coming in on day 1 was a little bit nervous everybody was really tense nobody was talking you know it wasn't even really a fun match because you know we were so scared to talk to each other and didn't know and what cut you're allowed it up to to we didn't know what to do what we were allowed to say you know there's a camera in your face the whole time but i think that really helped for this year because not that it was more lax you still couldn't you know talk about certain things but everybody was a lot more relaxed because There wasn't all the TV cameras they wanted to, you had all the social media and stuff going on. But then by the time you got to day three with the cameras, you've just shot two straight
4: days and you're pretty well in a groove and still kind of relaxed almost well. out of the groove. It's so much shooting, yeah. No kidding. I remember a lot of shooting. We shot day one and day three together, Adam and I did. And man, he was pretty relaxed. He kind of he would have fooled me if, he, if I'd have known he was starstruck because he didn't act it. But
3: we get up to stage one and were you first or were you were one of us day one or day three day one day one it was funny because we started on this hay rings yeah. and I, this is a mental state and i i observed it and i wrote it in my, my journal but um you know i wasn't really talking to anybody because no one knew me and i went up to the first stage of the ag cup and everybody came off and they're they're sitting around pouting and i wasn't it was it was off the hay rings and it was 12 shot i
4: wasn't pounding i thought my seven was good yeah.
3: So, so it was like, um, it was six positions off the hay rings in a big and small target. I think it was and one of them was skyline. Right. And so I walk up and, um, and I break one poor shot and I was like, darn it. I can't believe I just broke a bad shot at the AG cup. And I walk off the stage and like, how'd it go? I was like, oh, I broke a bad shot, but I got an 11 and the whole squad jumps up and looks at me and they're like, you got 11? And I was like, yeah, what'd you guys I get? They're like five, seven. So I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, okay. <laughs> it was, was bad enough. I don't even remember, remember what I got. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, then I was, five. then it was like, oh, you know, it, then you started talking to people and it, it's weird how when you don't know that people are shooting bad, it, you shoot, sometimes it doesn't affect you. But if you see a bunch of people shooting bad all of a sudden I feel like you average down your you're shooting. I don't know why it happens, but we sort of mold in that, in that same average. Man, you know? the best
4: thing to do is just take every shot, get every shot you can, and just see where it falls at the end. That's just how you have to attack it. You can't be counting points ahead of time or anything like that.
2: At the AG Cup uh, what, 2019, so I, I shot, had a lot of trouble on day one, rifle issues, whatever, and I was, like, almost sitting in last place. And then day two, like, I come in, and, like, I remember me and, and uh, Austin and Clay we were sitting on the back of um, Austin's tailgate drinking a beer just, like, crying away our sorrows <laughs> like we're just terrible you know i don't sorrows. even know why we even got an invite we're like 18th to this thing.
1: 19th and 20th yeah <laughs> we're just like let's just go home now i well, was like
2: 11. save the embarrassment or whatever and uh i'm like maybe we could just D or something And that's what you know have a reason why we're in 20th yeah we'll just but, go home that's what we thought like i went into day two like just not a care in the world like didn't care and i was super burning it down and but I, I just assumed everybody else was. You know, we weren't really talking to people. And I, Austin was burning it down, too. Um, so I just assumed everybody else was. And then uh, I get to uh, the last stage. I hadn't talked like I hadn't talked to Tom or George or Shannon or anybody. And Shannon comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, there's no pressure. But if you clean this, you'll win. And this is like a troop line from like 8. It goes eight, to like 14,
1: oh, yeah, was 50 long. or something. Yeah, it's like yeah.
2: eight fifty. to like. 1450 Like your closest target Is like 850 or something And I'm like And it's raining You can't hardly see And I was like Man why did you do that And so that that, I don't know I dropped two And end up time for second But I don't know I think the pressure got to me Because I I had no care in the world I was just like Man I might scrape top ten Because I'm shooting pretty Pretty good today I had no idea That everybody else was shooting bad
0: My mindset going into day two after day one didn't go that well, and I didn't feel like I could probably catch up. Was how many stages can I win today? So I just basically was gunning for stage wins the whole day. But you
2: still, you still gained like 12 spots. Oh,
0: I know. I shot rip, I shot pretty well, but I was, I did it just going for stage wins. Yeah.
2: Just no care in the world. Yeah. Just shooting.
1: Pretty sure that place is like my kryptonite. Like I won that match right before AG Cup, and I was like, oh, I got AG Cup. Like just. Not even a problem. Eleven of those twenty guys are there. This is fine. Like I'm, I'm golden, and then just can't hit anything. Yeah,
2: I, I, I won the grind less than thirty days before the finale, and apparently you got the s- skull drug.
0: <laughs> so, apparently, you don't need to go to a range and win there before it made yeah, no. I guess be a major. Yeah, that's that might be
1: bad juju. Yeah. Well, I don't know what my reason was this year because I didn't go back, and I still
4: got skull drug at the AG Cup. So yeah. But. So I got to know, did you watch the cut line at the AG Cup or not? I never looked at it. I never know. once. I, I looked at it, but – Luckily, I was shooting pretty well. Never had really a bad stage, so I wasn't looking at it for me as much as I was looking at well, it for Austin and Clay on day one, hoping that they were going to. Oh it.
0: man, the first five stages on day one were terrible. It's a good thing I shot the, the second five really well, or, or I'd have been pretty
1: scared about it. I was sitting, I think, fortieth after the first five stages, and I ended up having the highest score, you know, average out of the next five stages to tie for twenty at the cut line. But like, it was gross. Like people are like, man, like, what's wrong with your rifle? I was like. Man, there's nothing wrong
3: with my rifle. <laughs> I appreciate that you think that it's the rifle because where are my scores, but that's not what's happening right now. It was it was actually interesting because the last my last stage on day two, which was the most important day, it was where they cut two-thirds of the field, right? It was the PRS barricade. And I was shooting what I thought was below average for me that day. I just felt like I was below average. I knew what my capability was. I'm like, this isn't a good day. I'm exhausted. I've been here stressing about this match. I've shot warm up day. I've shot two days. I'm, I'm I'm tired. And it was they were long days because we were out oh, there yeah. waiting for him to reset the stages. And I go up there and I'm I'm just totally exhausted. And I shoot the PRS barricade. And I'm walking to my truck. And one of my buddies was watching Chris and he runs up to me and he's like, So you wanna know how you did? And I was like, just packing my stuff up, man. I'm gonna have some drinks tonight and enjoy this. He's like, You made it. And I was like, Are you kidding me? And I was like, I have to shoot again tomorrow. <laughs> 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 but then once I kind of like, you know, refreshed, it was it was super exciting to go shoot the three
1: day and I, I was on glass when you shot that uh first stage i think you were the first shooter first, or the shooter first stage three. of day three i drew yeah. sc- and, shooter one squad one you know 13 round stage and you're just you know knocking yeah. the center out of targets i'm like he's flying through this like is he yeah. gonna like he's gonna nd or something he's just going so fast and you know i think you won that stage yeah, I got um stage. It and yeah i heard all peace. the all the
0: hooping and hollering up there and and uh, he came down. And I said, "How'd you do?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I cleaned it in this time." And I was like, "Man, that's pretty good." And I go up there and drop two on it. Like five people in front of me cleaned it. And I dropped two, and I was like, "Oh,
2: here starting, we go, starting
0: like this again."
2: That's the worst when you watch everybody clean, 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 and then I'm, I'm you not, get up there and you are like, and you drop one, you are like, "Oh god."
4: It wasn't all that easy. I think I was right after you. No, there was it looked hard. They're diamonds back there on the glass. It looked hard,
3: and you were off the tips of the tank traps, yeah. which is pointy. They're not fun. And it was funny because, like, you know, you had told me um, one of the days you were like as you shoot, because I was like, how are you so fast? I couldn't believe how fast you shot. I was like, how'd you get through all them, them shots? And you said, time will slow. He's like, as you get better, time will slow down. Yeah. And I got on that tank trap and and you, and I remember you walked up to me, you're like, I thought you were going to ND when you were shooting so fast. I was like, I saw everything. I mean, I saw every bullet hit the plate. I saw every bullet come in there. I saw right where it hit on the plate. I saw the plate spin. I wasn't shooting fast. I was shooting you know efficiently and then i got off and i watched it on camera and i was like oh man was i shooting fast you know 82 <laughs> seconds 13 shots in four positions with i had a single feed one because my mag didn't hold 13 and then i you know i watched it on camera and it looked really fast but when i was actually shooting and it, it wasn't
0: that's kind of how i felt day two i got on a rhythm on day two and started rolling when i won all the stages and that's that's how i felt i didn't feel like i was rushing anything when i shot the spool stage um You know, I shot it, I held over and did it, and I got done, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh. I was like, what? And they're like, you did it in whatever, 38 seconds or something like that. I was like, okay, is that good? And they're like, well, it's only 40 seconds faster than the next person. And I ended up winning (laughs) that stage by 29 seconds or something. Did not feel like I was moving fast, same thing, watched everything hit. It's just you kind of get in a rhythm there, and time slows down.
1: I just never got anything going. Like, I finally got excited when we go up to shoot that troop line off the top. I was like, we're finally going to sh- get to shoot a troop line. I was like, heck, yeah. And everyone, you know, two guys in front of me go, one gets a zero, the other gets a one. I was like, these guys are goobers. And uh, I lay down there, and I shoot my first shot. It's just barely left to center. I'm like, okay, I'm about to run this. And then I start sitting rounds into outer space, and I didn't realize until I was done, but my break came loose after my first shot. So that's just kind of the story of my whole weekend. I never got to have fun.
0: So that stage hurt me. It- it kind of sucks because it is about a little bit of timing when you shoot that. I know when Adam, two guys in our squad got to shoot it whenever a cloud came past. Mm-hmm. And it was just like conditions improved greatly because it's so miragey. I shot it and I think I got a four on it. That one and the other long-range stage out of the Connex box, those are the only two bad stages I had, or I'd probably had a pretty good run at, at day two. Um, talking about the cut line, I was watching the cut line on day two because I knew I was the last one up on the PRS barricade, and I don't ever shoot that fast. And I was watching the cut line and I was like, I can basically zero this stage and still make it in. I was like, hey, I'll go for it. Because I was the very last one of the whole match to shoot the PRS barricade. So I just went as fast as I ever have gone on a barricade. It worked.
2: You it looked it was, gross, too. Oh, it was terrible. It looked
0: seen, I wish I would have had a camera on my reticle and you could have seen how wild some of that was. It looked like David Reed. It was like, was the guy's name. It was like there it is. Boom. Impact. Okay.
3: There it is. Boom. So when we talk about mindset, I have a question and I've been pondering this since the AG Cup is how many people went for their crutch, went to the PRS barricade with a tripod? I mean, it was crazy how many people were grabbing all the bags and all the extra gear, all the stuff you know not to do. Like, forget it. I can clean this every time with a bag and everyone was grabbing tripods on everything in multiple bags and they were just getting tangled up in gear. And it was like, was everyone just scared? I don't know what the deal was. Why everyone I, was going for the pressure? So
0: I think it was, you know, if you've used a tripod quite a bit as a rear support, you you get quicker follow up shots, um, and it's easier to spot. So you're you're grinding for every single point at that point at that match, right? Especially on wobbly barricades and stuff, you're not so much worried about the time and trying to win the stage. You want the points. So you were just grinding. I think it was because everybody was grinding so hard for points. They were trying to use every advantage to do it. And on a lot of that stuff, running a
4: tripod in the rear was an advantage. That's what I did. I I don't know if I dropped a point all year on the PRS Barricade going into it, so I'm super confident. But I had to watch Dan Jerky in front of me drop like four. (laughs) And that does not do good for your confidence. So I thought if I'm going to miss one – and I can't watch him through glass, right? So I don't know which side he's missing on. So I thought, by golly, I'm going to zoom out. I'm going to get behind my bipod. I put my bipod on the barricade and tack table at the top, and I thought I'm gonna watch this trace hit the target. And then I hit it and then I could have shucked the you know tripod at that point. But after Dan, you know, went up there and dropped at least three, maybe four, I'm thinking, man, there may be some weird mojo going on right here. So that's why I did it. So I could one hundred percent, you know, watch Trace all the time. You tack
2: tabled the Pierce Berkey? Yes, sir.
4: Like just, tack just table a, on the tripod, like rear bag on the tack table.
2: Just the bottom two positions or
4: no, the top two were on the tack table, and the bottom two were on the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Bypassed all four of them. I could have not, but man, it was one of those deals where I was up there. I, well, I finished third yeah, every you day, could have had a so well, like I, every yeah. point mattered to me, you know. And pinch had to shoot another stage, and Preston was behind. Well, and me, and that's so the
0: deal. You shot it. You shot it early <laughs> enough to where you didn't know if you yeah, had a chance to yeah, win because
4: because I we ended up tying
0: day two, right? Third, I think. I don't remember, but. The only reason I even went for it is because I already knew I couldn't win. Second, third, fourth place didn't matter. didn't pay any money. It didn't matter if I barely made the cut or made it. So I could go for it. But you shot it early enough to where, you know, if they would have – both of those guys had to shoot a couple of – or at least one kind of difficult stage that I watched several people drop points on. And all it would have t- taken was for them guys to drop two to three points, and yeah. you got it won.
4: But the reason – the main reason I did, I'd already planned it, but, man, I get up there and – after a Jerk, he dropped that. It was it was nasty. It was probably the ugliest thing I've ever seen, honestly. Um, so, you know, it gets in the back of your head, like, man, there may be something weird going. I'm looking at the wind, you know, looking around, like, what is going on here? And it didn't look like anything, but didn't want to take any chances either.
1: Um, <clears throat> well, while we got you here, I'm you're obviously here for uh for a second time. What is it that made you decide? Hey, I need to spend another weekend with these guys.
3: Um, I i always approach things with that i'm always the student i don't care how good i'm gonna be i can always learn and i can learn from people that i'm beating i can learn from people that are beating me but you always can learn right and if you think you have it all figured out you're you don't you need to you need to continue to learn and so i decided to come up here and i said hey you know what maybe i won't learn anything maybe i will but what's interesting about today i learned more in the half day shooting today than i did the whole first JTAC class and i think it's because it's I was super open-minded to try and absorb everything. And you can see, you know, if you go up there and you're like, okay, let shoot this stage. Okay, you can go shoot the stage and you can walk off and that's it. But if you say, I'm not worried about the points on the stage. I want to hear what Clay's thinking. I want to hear what Austin's thinking and Tate's thinking and Justin's thinking. And you're talking your way through a stage. You're not worried about the clock. You're not worried about your score. You know, um, I don't know how many times I've shot the PRS Barricade. And I can tell you right now is I'm better at the PRS barricade than I ever have been after today because I learned some small things that are, you know, for me feel like huge leaps today and that I that I didn't know before. And it's, you know, some of these these fine points will carry on to every position I shoot. But just being super open-minded to to listening and talking and not worrying about the score on the stage you're shooting. It's like, how are these guys thinking about it? Why do they see something different than I do? and I, I learned a lot today to be honest that was pretty good i remember
2: stopping you at halfway which sounds crazy stopping you halfway through the prs barricade and was like i don't care about don't even i don't care if you hit the target or not like let's just keep shooting that don't even worry about hitting the target you know what i mean and that sounds crazy to some people but um if you're just going through the motions of trying to hit the target and not focusing on other things that you need work on you're, you're not gaining you're not benefiting anything from that
3: Yeah, then we shot a a troop line, and and Clay said, "I'm going to slow you way down, and I want to talk to you about every shot you take." And it was a very complicated troop line. It was like, you know, almost a big, big angle, forty five to sixty degree angle switch. I think on that. Was it
4: the one to the right, and the center, and left? Yep. Yeah,
3: and it's it's a it's a monster. Just trying to figure out a wind bracket on how to write it's like a a, a challenge on on that troop line. But we shot it in every shot. Clay was talking to me about what I was thinking, what I was doing, and it was interesting because right there was a big eureka moment. And he's like, "What? Where did you just miss? You know?" And it was like, "Well, I missed here. Why?" And and just thinking and talking through it, all of a sudden it was like there was just new knowledge gained right there about the strategy because there was a shot I didn't see. It was nine hundred yards into the weeds, and nothing came out. But he's like, "Just think through it. If you have to guess, what you have to guess now." Where was your only miss so far? It's like not enough wind. It's just simple things that sometimes someone says to you. It's like, oh yeah, that's just so simple, right? A uh, way to think about it, and and um, you know, you don't know when those knowledge bombs are going to hit you, but that's why I'm back here because I had three of them hit me today, and it's like, wow, that's that's a really important thing for me to to understand, especially on the clock and under pressure. Yeah, just changing your mindset. On, just
0: changing your mindset on how you think about something, right? I mean, it's it's so simple. Not that many people have thought of it, right? Not that many people do it or, or even understand it sometimes when you tell them. But it's all this is simple. It's simple concepts.
2: Super simple. And you if tell you, them If, it, if they you just, just
0: th- think about it, if you think it through, it's simple. It makes sense. It's stuff that makes sense. It's not something that's like, um, you know, it's not snake oil. It doesn't seem, well, some of it sounds crazy. But on stuff like that, it just, it doesn't sound crazy. You're like, man, that makes sense. Why haven't I thought about that? Mm-hmm.
2: And when you say it to people, it sounds so simple, like simple stupid. I'm just like... You, like I'm, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and they're like, I, I'm having trouble supplying target. I'm like, all right, d- don't take your eye off target. And they're like, well, yeah, that's 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 a given. I'm like, if you're not seeing it, you're taking your eye off target. You know, it sounds super stupid and super simple, but it's sometimes it's as simple as that.
1: So what was the third thing that you said
3: you... I don't, I don't, I kind of want to, don't want to share this one. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a statistical thing and, and it was you and I talking Okay, and you said, well, what, you know, I don't really want to go into it, but you basically put a percentage on something and I hadn't done the math like that. And I started thinking about, it. I was like, well, that's simple, but that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Right. It was a risk return kind of percentage. And, yeah and just thinking about it was like poof, I wrote and wrote it right in my notebook immediately it is like to, to write down the percentage and uh, yeah. sort of, we yeah. we
0: saw a lot of glossy eyes today when it just on the PRS barricade and and you know some corrections that are made and and some things we explained to it and guys are like that makes so much sense like statistically how what is what is, what is better for you statistically to do next right yeah duh that makes so much sense but. Without going into too much detail, Yeah,
2: try, it's, hard to say, it's hard to talk about stuff without giving out away something from the class. But, like, you know, like somebody will miss, and then we'll try to talk them through it. And we're like, okay, what did we tell you to do? Okay, when you miss, what did we tell you to do? And they're like, you know, obviously I'm not going to give that away. But uh, And then I'm like, just humor me. Just do it. Just do exactly what I said to do. And they'll do it, and then they'll center punch that target. I'm like, oh, my God. What? Austin, did you see that? That's crazy. I can't believe Magicians. it. It must be voodoo. Must be voodoo.
1: I do think this class has done the best job of making those adjustments that we that we talk about in class and then actually applying it. It's so often that people don't grasp that until the 40th time that we yeah. tell them.
0: Yeah, it does seem like everybody's progressed pretty fast on this. Picked it up pretty quick.
2: My first I guy think- right off the bat was first shot. First guy, first shot today right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Missed off the right, and I was like... Where'd it, where'd it miss? He's like, off the rat. I'm like, okay. Guess
0: That's, what kind of correction he made?
2: Like two tits. No. Oh, one? No. Two tits. He wasn't feeling magnanimous. <laughs> he, it was one. <laughs> <laughs> was it you? It was you, wasn't it? it was me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm <you're> talking about <laughs> him. He's in the room. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll keep I'm making like, you feel bad so I'm you like, will not Who ever just crawled out again? the
2: door over there? Who was that? <laughs> yeah. No. So I didn't remember who it was. But, um, yeah, I just I just remember the first guy. I, just, I couldn't remember who it was, but I remember the first guy right off the bat. We talked about it all class, and then right off the bat, boom, one tenth. I was like, "You're gonna make me have an aneurysm. You <laughs> must be stroke nothing. out <laughs> at the Pierce Barricade." I was like, "Don't worry, don't sweat it. You're just the first guy. The second guy's gonna do it too." Yeah. But we got it fixed. Too funny. We got it fixed, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So Adam. What are your plans for this year? what are your, What are your goals that you've set for this year, and what are, what are you planning on doing? Kind of what matches are you looking at?
3: Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to shoot just like I did last year. I think I'm going to shoot. I have, have it planned out, but four normal PRS matches. We shot one last weekend, and then um, four AG Cup qualifiers, and um, and then you know go go shoot the AG Cup again. I'm I'm yeah. super excited about the AG Cup. It was, it was so fun. fun. Yeah. So it's a lot of. Fun. That was it. Was like a you know that was like an experience because like especially if you stay in the cabins like you're on premises for four straight days talking about nothing but shooting. There's no distractions. It's it was a neat experience for yeah. sure. Why did we not stay in the cabins?
1: Because we got the awesome bed and breakfast. Yeah, that's we are, we had
0: already booked it from last year basically because it because was that, that good in
1: advance.
2: Oh yeah, we got like venison, chicken, fried steak or something for breakfast. Yeah,
1: yeah That's was pretty good. So four regular matches, four AG Cup matches,
3: Mm -hmm. AG Cup. uh, Where are you wanting to finish this year? Um, My goals are never percentage goals. I never have a number on it. I just – I have goals that I've set for myself. Um, One of them is two training classes. You know, I've set goals like that. Two training classes, I'm going to shoot this many matches. Um, so does that mean we're going to see you here in a couple months again? Uh, it may be. I mean, this is a great class. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to beat it. You know, unless you. I mean, I don't know how how you beat the class, but even if you decided to choose to do another training class, I feel like to get anywhere near the quality, you'd have to. I mean, for me, it would be a long way away to do anything that was even on near near what I think I'm getting out of this one. So, it may but be back. Here. Basically, your whole goal is do better. Do it's better. it's always improve, always, always improving. Always do better. In there, in, in that's hard to measure. I have ways to measure. You know, by by I, my goals are to complete activities that I think will get me better, if that makes sense. And and always to improve. It's you know always learn. In um, you know, I I heard you either win or you learn. Someone very, very intelligent told me that. You either win or you learn. And, um, you know, it was funny because I was going through my notebook. I brought my same JTAC notebook that I took last time. I was going through my notes again this morning, and there was a quote in there. And I don't know which one you said it, but you said, and it was probably Justin just reading it, but it said, uh, you know, if you're not upset coming home from the match, you didn't learn anything.
1: And that sounds like me. Oh,
2: no, yeah. was Clay. Yeah, his
3: was probably
0: if you're if you're upset coming home from the match, you didn't win. <laughs> that's exactly
2: what it would have yeah, been. Yeah, that's probably you yeah. just misheard it. No, I would have come up some way better than
3: that. But if you think about that, it's like if you're not upset, you're probably not going to sit back and ponder it. And you know, um, there was a point last week when I had a I was in the lead for the win, and I had a stage go bad on me. I've thought about that stage every day this entire week it's never not come up and I haven't run it in my head again about the mistake I made on the stage, which, you know, would have probably put me in a good position to, to take a, a shot at the wind. Um, But I, I've learned from it immediately. Like I got right in my notebook and I figured it out and I figured out my mistake. But you know, if I would have dropped one on that stage, I would have never learned.
2: If you would have just listened to me, I messaged you that night <laughs> and said, Hey man, keep your head together for tomorrow. And uh, that's all you got to do. And you didn't do that. <laughs> Disappointed in <didn't> you, Adam.
1: <laughs> it won't be the last time you're up there. I, I think if you're on the way home and you don't have something that, you know, you're thinking about that you wish you'd done better, I mean, what are you supposed to go home and work on? How are you going to get better if you're just complacent with how you finished? I mean, even if you win, if you're not thinking yeah. about what you could have done better, what what's next?
0: Yeah, there's not too many times that I'm sure any of us have won that we couldn't actually still take something home for the match, you know, something that we learned or something that maybe we need to work on to get a little bit better. You might do it and not necessarily make any mental mistakes, but you're always going to learn from something. I mean, we always got to learn. There hasn't been, a course, of fire clean. I don't think a two-day match ever clean. So, there's always something so. to learn about it.
2: Never happened.
1: Well, um, for somebody that's thinking about taking our class, somebody on the fence, what do you
3: what do you got to throw at them? I mean, if if you want to get better, you know, it's hard to it's hard to picture a, a better scenario than you the four guys sitting here to, to teach you, just come with an open mind and they, they'll tell you this when you, when you come and you'll get an it email, it's like bring your questions because if you don't come trying to seek knowledge, you know, you're probably not going to learn what you could, but if you come with an open mind and you're trying to learn and like today, was just super engaging talking to all four of you guys all, over and over again, asking the same questions to four different people, getting the different answers, but one of them will sink in. One of them will hit you and. You know, it may take four guys to say it to you, but when someone says it the right way, you you see the picture and you see where it's going to take you. And um, yeah, you you definitely need to come down here if you want to take it seriously.
2: We always say I always say this every class. I'm like, you know, and it sounds comes off kind of rude, but I'm like, guys, we're we're telling you all these things because we've made these mistakes and we're giving you the right answers and we're sh- going to show you the results. Whether you choose to do those or not, that's up to you. But if you don't
4: just I don't have
2: to worry about you at the top of the score sheet.
4: And I'm – you know, I'm not really responsible for Clay or Austin. I talk to them more. But, you know, I started in 2014 and on the way home, you know, from the first match I ever went with Wade, he tied for the win. And, you know, you mess up, you talk to him about what you did. I mean, you got sometimes eight, you know, 12-hour ride home, don't waste it. I mean, and that's where that – you know, there's always something to talk about on the way home. And like Austin said, whether you win or lose – you probably wasted some points somewhere along the lines where if you'd have just been smarter, not really, you know, better. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not more yep. physically better or, you know, whatever. You did something dumb mentally where you, you know, you saw where your bullet was, you didn't take it on the next target or whatever. I mean, just something, something where you just were mentally slacking that you can get better on. And, you know, that's how we all did it. We talked to each other coming home, you know, for matches. So don't waste that time coming home. Yeah, get your travel buddy. Get someone you can yeah. chase.
0: Yeah, we learn a ton from each other all the time, I and mean, we've we've all traveled together quite a bit. And I don't know if there's probably not a match that we went to that we haven't learned something from each other.
1: No doubt. Well, Adam, thanks for coming on here with us. Appreciate you being here at our class again and taking the time. And um, you know, if you need something, obviously just holler at us.
3: Thanks, guys.